0: Welcome to Sign for the Times. The Society for the Involvement of Good Neighbors, commonly known as Sign, is a not-for-profit agency in Yorkton, Saskatchewan, Canada. We provide 24 social and community programs and services that fulfill the mission. Provide leadership, programs, and services that assist, support, and empower children, adults, and families so that they achieve lifelong success. SIGN believes that this will lead to strong caring citizens and strong and caring communities. Our podcasts explore those programs and include conversations with people who have used the services of SIGN. My name is Dick DeReich. Our guest today is Candace Nelson. Candace has been the social worker looking after what is now Positive Impact, a program of SIGN, for almost three years. I say what is now because the program went by another name until a year or so ago, when it was known as HIV Outreach. That didn't quite tell the whole story about what you all did, Candice, things like ID clinics, promoting testing for everyone so that they are sure of their status, income tax clinics, and more.
1: Yeah, so I didn't really like the old name, actually, to be honest, um, because nobody wants to be connected with the HIV social worker. Um, I just think that the stigma of the word HIV, the thought of HIV is just really difficult for everyone. And the diagnosis itself is actually just such a small piece of it. Um, I often tell people that I do the non-nursing things. I work very closely with public health and I work on the non-nursing things. So securing housing, completing applications, uh, navigating the system, and then figuring out what hoops people need to jump through and then cheering them through as they, cheering them as they jump through those hoops. And acquiring HIV and hep C is often a result of many other factors beyond just the medical medical risk factors.
0: Well, and then we got to March and COVID-19 happened. Uh, which meant that uh, a number of the programs that you had organized or were involved in, in previous years, uh, we just couldn't do it. But you found other ways to help the
1: community. So I'm thinking back to, you know, March, April, when everything started to shut down. And I think the, the, the magnitude of it, um, the weight that was felt as, okay, we're closing things down, but for how long and, and, What exactly does this mean? Um, And sort of the realization that society was really shutting down to protect us from the COVID-19 virus, which I can respect and I appreciate. But also, um, as these things were shutting down, those people that I work with that are already falling through the cracks um, were losing a lot of their supports. Schools were shutting down, which meant those kids that were relying on schools as their safe place, uh, they weren't able to go there anymore. In KAMSAC, there's a drop-in center, New Beginnings. It was closing, which meant uh, people that were just sort of hanging out during the day didn't have a place for a cup of coffee. That's a place where I connect with people all the time. So although we were protecting ourselves from the COVID-19 virus, we were also kind of losing access and and connection to people. And so we'd be sitting around at work, uh, you know, kind of lost in, okay, what, what do we do? And there was this general consensus of someone should do something and I'm willing to help, but also this, this hesitancy of like, okay, but where do we begin? What do we do? Um, And so, and like you said, at the beginning, the mission of SIGN is to provide leadership programs and services that assist, support and empower children, adults and families. And so with that in mind, I I kind of thought, well, this maybe seems logical that SIGN um, would support the community, uh, with support from the community, and that we would just take the ball and run with it.
0: And run with it you did, along with uh, our colleague uh, our colleagues at the Campsack Family Resource Centre.
1: Yeah, so the bag lunch program seemed like a common solution that we were seeing popping up around really all over um i read about it happening in manitoba i read about it happening in calgary and regina uh, and i thought okay this seems simple enough but then you start to think okay <laughs> well like okay where do we start how many lunches do we make what do we put in the lunches how many sandwiches can you even make out of a loaf of bread how much does a loaf of bread cost uh you know and, and being in Camsack, um we do have a couple of grocery stores but you know do I need to pre-order stuff? Can I just go in and grab these things? And it was like, I don't even know where to begin. A, a so, bit of a
0: logistical nightmare, you're saying? Nightmare, well, you're saying?
1: Yeah, and and it was, you know, I kind of navigate it help people navigate the system. Uh, and a lot of people say this is so overwhelming to say, you know, apply for a birth certificate. And and then I was feeling like, okay, now I'm really understanding what it's like to navigate the system. How do I start this food program? I don't even know where to begin. So what I actually ended up doing uh, was that I called Soup Haven and Love's Pantry, which are both Yorkton-based organizations which offer food programs to those in need. And the women that I spoke to at those places, we were Um, they were just a breath of fresh air. They completely understood how I was feeling and, um, you know, and they put it into words when I just felt like, well, like, what do I do? And they said, yes, we've been there. We know. And they, you know, validated that this was not a totally bizarre idea. Um, and they, they were very encouraging and they were very matter of fact. I mean, the thing is people need to eat we eat every day. I eat multiple times a day. And this is not something that um, is like, it's a common thread that we all have. And it doesn't matter uh, why we need to eat or why we can't uh, get food for whatever reason. The fact is we all need to eat. And so, you know, it was really encouraging to just hear you know, to talk to them. Uh, Yorkton is really lucky to have those programs. And I wanted that in Camsac. And I, I really believed that it was something that it was possible and I just didn't want to overcomplicate uh, complicate it. I just wanted to do it. So, um, so then we just started sending emails and making phone calls and sort of putting together a plan. And again, those people that it sort of said we should or someone should do something. Now there was sort of a point person. Let's collect all these people that are interested and let's do this. And then, of course, you have to put into it, um, you know, COVID-19 guidelines. of We can't have a giant team putting together no, lunches. No. We can't have, you know, we want to maintain some dignity and confidentiality with who we're handing these things out to. You know, so then it was just basically Megan and I um, that were sort of the point people. Megan uh, working with the Campsack Family Resource Centre. And so what we started is we drove around. uh, We had coffee that was pre-mixed double-double so that we could just, you know, quickly hand some stuff out. And we were just connecting with people and saying, what are you able to access? Like, because maybe we didn't realize, you know. Maybe things aren't as bad as we were thinking, but what gaps were there? What was different for each individual situation? And there was the common thread that, like, people were hungry. And, and um, so, you know, it's an, like I said, it's an everyday thing. So it was a need that needed to be addressed. And so we figured, well, let's just start, and we'll just figure it out as we go.
0: And there were a few wrinkles, I'm sure, but there was also uh, – you had a lot of support from the Camp Sac community.
1: Yeah. So April 29th was our first day. And I, I was actually thinking about it this morning. I remember that first day, you know, we were making lunches. We decided we would make 50 bag lunches. um, And it was really simple. We had like a a lunch and meat sandwich. So it was like two slices of bread and a slice of bologna. We didn't put anything else in there because if we put, you know, mayonnaise or mustard or anything like that, you know, then you might be dealing with allergies. What if we can't have everything out? We don't want stuff to spoil. Um, And then we had a granola bar and an orange. And, you know, we made 50. (laughs) And we thought, like, what if 200 people show up? Well, then, okay, well, we make more next week. But what if nobody shows up? But we thought, well, you know, let's just let's just start. So the plan was to offer lunches once a week. Um, until other lunch programs restarted. For example, New Beginnings drop in, they do uh, soup and bannock every week. Uh, Or until the schools were starting and their lunch programs, or until the funding ran out. Which, again, like I said, you know, how much does a loaf of bread cost and, and how many sandwiches can you make? So I've got a little bit of a budget for those sorts of things. And we thought, well, we'll start and we'll, you know, let's see how it goes. But the support was actually incredible. We had people donating food at the beginning. So we had you know, um, bread, we had lunch and meat, we had yogurt, we had um, cereal, boxes of cereal. So everybody that came that picked up, you know, lunches for their family and we sent them home with a box of cereal. We had granola bars, we had fruit cups, applesauce. Um, That was all donated from uh, KCI, KAMSAC Comprehensive Institute, uh, Victoria Elementary School, Legend Organic Farms, and the parishioners of St. Joseph's uh, Ukrainian Catholic Church here in KAMSAC. And then we also had financial donations, which uh, I checked this morning and we have uh, nearly $3,000 in donations so far. So we received money from Western Financial Group. We got it from Victoria Elementary School staff, Westminster Memorial United Church, Holy Trinity Anglican Church, Legacy Co-op Campsack Food Store, and then there was also individual donors, Sally and Michael Bishop, Karen and Ray Muir, Jamie Scott, Amy Simple, and a few anonymous donors as well.
0: That must have been uh, very gratifying, uh, and it led to a lot of lo- uh, lunches being made by you and. Uh, and Megan, uh, I bet, how many? What did you do, end up with?
1: Well, it was, it was totally overwhelming, the support. Um, and so uh, Megan and I, we made a no, 901 lunches, 901 lunches between April 29th and September 2nd. We handed them out, rain or shine. Um, I mean, starting in April, we were like, we're in Saskatchewan, we could be... You know, it could be a snowstorm, you know, and there were some days I had freezes some days because it was plus 35 and we were outside, you know, just melting as we're handing out these sandwiches, which I was also glad we didn't have mayonnaise at that point. And it honestly, it became the highlight of my week. Um, with so many closures during COVID, it was increasingly difficult to stay connected with us, with clients. Um, but as we were handing out lunches, we were able to have that short face-to-face contact. I think one of the great things that Sign has done during all of these closures is that they've done a lot of virtual programming. But the folks that I'm usually connected to you know don't have access to zoom don't have access to you know internet uh connections like that and so if i can't be connecting with them face to face i can't be connecting with them so we handed out lunches and i i i really wanted to sit and talk to people and how are you doing and what's going on and how are you handling all this um but you know it was just a quick hey how's it going here's your lunch and just to remind pe- you know people that we're still here we still care and that they matter
0: And what was the response?
1: Oh, people were so excited to see us. Um, You know, it may have only been like a simple bologna sandwich and an orange, but you would have thought it was like a steak dinner. People were so excited to get these lunches. And again, like, I don't think it was about the lunch. I think it was about the connection. But watching people devour the contents of a bag lunch, you know, as like crumbs are falling out of their mouth and they're mumbling, thank you, and they're calling like, You know, across the street, hey, Candace is here with lunches and people are just coming and coming. It was, it was really it was awesome.
0: And I think you also did you did some deliveries as well, I believe, for people that were housebound.
1: Yeah, we did. We did a few deliveries. Um, so people could text us if they needed delivery. We had a few families with little ones and uh you know, we actually had one mom that was walking. Uh, and she was expecting, and so she'd be walking and you know every week and and then all of a sudden she wasn't walking, well, okay, let's head over, and then you know we made the delivery, and that was I think that was i mean I know when I had little kids, it was wonderful when people brought me a meal, so yeah, it was a nice way yep. to stay connected right. that way
0: so when school started again back in September, mm-hmm. um, did the lunch program that was in place in Campsack did those lunch programs or the school lunch program resume as well?
1: So Kamsack, actually, because we've got the reserves nearby, we've got Cody and Kisakus First Nations. Mm-hmm. We actually have quite a few schools in the area. So we've got KCI and Victoria School actually in Kamsack They're with Good Spirit School Division. So they started when Good Spirit started. And then Kisakus and Cody First Nations both have uh, schools and they've got a little bit of different uh, schedule, but they have resumed. New Beginnings still isn't Uh, open, they're just working through kind of their COVID protocols and how to reopen. So the school lunch programs did start up again. uh, But we decided to continue lunches sort of on a decreased scale. So instead of doing, you know, 50, 60 lunches a week, we went down to 40 lunches a week, um, just to assist those many people who are still affected, because we know that not everybody is school aged. Uh, you and I are not school aged And so, yep. but we still eat every day. So, exactly. you know, there's still people, there's still people that are needing um, food. And it is, it's just a great way to connect with people while things are still closed. So if you're ever in campsack, on a Wednesday, I am downtown starting at 12 o'clock until the lunches are done. And so anybody is welcome to come. Um, I don't require any reason uh, you know, like I, I had some, you know, questions of like, well, how, what's the criteria? Uh, yeah. if you, if you need to eat, you can have a lunch. And yeah. so, uh, and it's a pretty equal, you know, everyone needs to eat. So everyone is welcome to a lunch.
0: So there's no, there's no means test. There's no, uh, skill nope. testing question. If nope. you, If you're nope. hungry, if you're if hungry, you're, lunch is available.
1: Yeah, you bet.
0: If people uh, want to help out with this program, uh, I mean, you're, we're now into, into October, uh, winter's coming up. I'm guessing mm-hmm. that uh, uh, the need isn't probably going to go down a whole lot very quickly. Do mm-hmm. um, you want to keep this going for, do we know how long it's going to keep going for?
1: Well, uh, that is a million dollar question. I think that um, so originally, like we said, we would do it until programs reopened or until the funding ran out. And then some programs reopened with the school's reopening, so then we've like downsized it. Um, so I, I'm kind of going month by month. Um, I've committed to continue for October once a week on Wednesdays. Um, honestly, You know, it's like asking when are things going to get back to normal with COVID. And Uh, I don't even know. Well, and who even knows what normal is anymore. So, you know, we're going to continue to go as long as there's still a need and as long as there's still funding.
0: And if people want to help out uh, with the program, either by donating or contributing uh, goods, how do they do that?
1: So, uh, if you would like to donate financially, you can go to signyorkton.ca and then under more, then you can click donate, and you can click you can donate online that way. Um, if you want to get a hold of me to donate physical items, you can call me at the office three zero six five four two three three one one, and uh, I will I will accept it all.
0: Candace, thanks for sharing this with us. It's um, it, it's it's a great story. I mean, it, the fact that this is necessary is not good, um, but it's reality. And uh, and what you have been doing, you and Megan, over the summer and continuing into the winter, um, it's it's great to hear uh, you talk about what you do to help people, uh, not just your primary clients who are dealing with HIV and Hep C, but There's lots of others in your community and and every community that need uh, all sorts of assistance uh, with some of the common things that most of us take for granted, like Mm -hmm. lunch, like food. Um, Your enthusiasm is contagious, (laughs) Candice. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Information about Sign Positive Impact, along with contact information, uh, can be found at www.signyorkton.ca. New Sign for the Times podcasts are available at least twice a month. In upcoming podcasts, we will talk with folks who have been assisted by Sign Housing Support, and we'll talk about Life Without Barriers, a program that helps those who are dealing uh, with people who have acquired brain injury. If you have comments or suggestions, please feel free to email communications at signyorkton.ca or use the contact option on our website at signyorkton.ca. And we are also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at sign Yorkton And Candace. you're also on Facebook. Tell us that.
1: Uh, so it is uh, Sign Positive Impact, at Sign Positive Impact.
0: Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again real soon.